You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday, week 14 of the NFL season begins tonight. Vikings and the Steelers will have our lightning bets coming up. A little over for now, an hour from now. A lot more to get into over the course of the show. Nickel or dime next hour. But right now, we got to go back out to the Roman guest line. Joining us is Brennan Tobin. He's the host of Tapped Out. You're going to hear that 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on the Beckwell Network this coming Saturday. Also does mornings in Miami on 790 the ticket. UFC 269 coming up this weekend. Brennan, welcome to the show. And before we even get started on the uh, the card this weekend, welcome to the uh, the BetQL Network and the new show. Congratulations. Uh, thank you much, guys. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'm very, very excited to be uh, doing the show with Sean. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a great one to start off with. This is a hell of a card we got coming up on Saturday. Yeah, let's start there. Let's start with the card and, and, and let's just start with the main event. I mean, we got uh, Poirier, who we know about and has, has been around and, and you know, the, the fights against Conor McGregor. And then Oliveira, I mean, plus 138 underdog. Is there value on the dog here? How do you see the biggest fight you guys are going to be breaking down on Saturday? There's pretty good value on, on Charles Oliveira, especially if the idea if he could get to Dustin Poirier early. Uh, Dustin's a bit of a slow starter. He, is, uh, he, likes, he likes for the fight to be a real firefight. He takes that first shot, and then all of a sudden it's like it wakes him up and that's go time for him. Uh, both of these guys, man, it, it, it's interesting that they're, there's similar parallels into their career. They're both uh, fighters that good, good fighters at 145 pounds, but both of their careers really took off once they got to 155 pounds, where uh, where this title will be uh, contested at. And you know, Dustin had probably the opportunity to take this fight earlier, but he opted to go for the Conor McGregor trilogy, and nobody can blame him. It's kind of one of those once in a lifetime paydays. So he put this one off, took the risk of fighting Conor McGregor, whose leg ended up snapping. And uh, so he ended up getting, you know, kind of his cake and eating it, too, of getting the big payday against Conor McGregor and now getting this opportunity to fight Charles Oliveira. But, you know, the one thing I would look to it uh, for, for those who are wary of it is, you know, Dustin's almost like if you, you look at like the college football playoff, like his strength of schedule, the amount of champions that he's taken on is in his career. It, it, it's, it's almost like nobody, nobody could put up a comparison or a resume to this guy in this division for the who's who he's taken on. Charles has been on a hell of a run. He's on a really great win streak, but a lot of that was against lower-tier guys and is really just having his, uh, his, his kind of cutting his teeth right now against the, the more well-known contenders. Uh, Brendan, any other ways that, uh, that you would attack this? We can, you can obviously bet method of victory, go with the round betting, the over-under set at 2.5. Anything else you're looking at? Yeah, I've been seeing, you know, I've been seeing some really good plus money on Dustin Poirier actually winning by decision. I mean, Dustin, you know, he finished Connor uh, in their second fight, but he's not a guy that typically has like drop dead knock you out power. He's he's normally a guy who's going to drag you across five rounds. He's going to try and punish you over the round of the fight. Oliver is a very very durable guy, especially since he's ever he's made this this move up to to lightweight. So the idea of it actually of, of Poirier winning by decision. I think is uh, is pretty interesting um, because I, I you know that's that's how he's been in a lot of his fights is that he kind of batters his opponents but he does it over five rounds and usually he'll he'll be taken to punishment early in, in the first round and then you know four you know all the way through two through five he's usually dishing out most of the punishment. Cody Garbrandt versus Kai Kara France that should be a stand up knockout fight. Who do you like in that one? 
This is an interesting one for me because, you know, I think Cody's getting a little bit of the rub from name recognition there uh, in, in the eyes of the public because he is a former champion and he was kind of the it boy. Everybody thought that, you know, he was going to probably be the future face of the UFC. Um, but Kai's, Kai's been in this division. You know, Kai, Kai's already in his home. This is one of those two where it's going to be interesting what these guys look like on the scales on Friday, um, especially Cody because he is making his flyweight debut. He is making that drop. He's very confident about it. Um, that he's been able to do this. He, he was talking about this back when he was bantamweight champion, that he wanted to go down and, and be a double belt champion before there was that whole uh, disaster for TJ Dillashaw and that happening. Um, you know, but, but Kai's, Kai's established. Kai's knocking on the door of, of contending in, in this division as it is. So I, I, I'm, I'm very I, – I would lean with the guy that, that's more at home there because I think that Cody is uh, – people People are really into the idea of, hey, he's the former champ. He's getting that, that new weight, weight division smell. It's kind of like – the way you always reintroduce the contenders, ah, I'm going to change divisions. I'm going to, I'm going to have a new, new lease on my career. But it doesn't always work out that way, and especially when it comes to you know going down. Some guys have been able to do it, like all-time greats like Jose Aldo. But a, a lot of the times, uh, they don't have that success. And I do think that that Kai is almost more in that prime than uh, than Cody is right now, who's who's uh, you know been a little bit up and down ever since winning the championship. We're talking to Brendan Tobin, the host of Tapped Out, 5 to 7 p.m. You'll hear it Saturday night right here on the Beckuel Network. Brendan, also on 790 of the ticket down in Miami. Brendan, anything else stand out to you on the card? I mean, I know when these cards come out, and you said it's a good one here for 269 on Saturday. There's the main event. There's two or three we might have touched on already. How about one that maybe we haven't brought up yet that, that you're really interested in and, and you guys are going to break down on Saturday night? Uh, I'm very interested on the undercard tied to Ivasa against Augusta Sakai. Uh, it's, it's first team, all bad body, two fat guys slugging it out. So it's a ton of fun. Who doesn't love that? Um, and you know, I honestly like the over under on it being around like tied to Ivasa. He gets this, he, he usually gets his knockouts and he gets it done quick. He, uh, he got it into a bit, you know, he was, he was very high. He's the guy, if you guys don't know who he is, he's the guy who drinks out of a shoe. He celebrates, <laughs> he wins his fights. And then he, he celebrates by drinking beer out of a shoe. Usually from an audience member, it's really disgusting. Um, but he gets his knockouts fast, and, and he's probably going to come on like a storm. And, uh, you know, you've got a kind of the young contender who's, who's bouncing back. He's found his stride again against a guy, Sakai, who's a bit of a, a, a journeyman, older veteran. And so uh, that, that's one that definitely stands out to me because I, I just feel like that's one of those where they're kind of teeing it up for Ty to look good, um, you know, to, to, to have a highlight reel and uh, to do the shoey, to have the celebration and – I think kind of get him back on track of, uh, of people thinking he can get back on the road to maybe being a, a future contender. Uh, Brendan, want to hit on some football. Uh, the Dolphins are on by this week, but we can still talk about them because a lot of people are taking a look at them thinking, man, in this wide open AFC, maybe they can go on enough of a run uh, to steal that playoff spot. I remember over the summer, uh, we talked a little bit about the Dolphins on your show and your producer was like, they suck. They're going to be horrible. And he was right for a while, but, uh, Looking a lot better now. Ever since that one and seven start, sitting there six and seven, playoff spot, possible, possible because uh, the bottom of the that playoff picture in AFC just uh, it feels like it's going to be in flux uh, for the rest of the season. What is your outlook on these Dolphins and how real is this five game winning streak? Well, they've had a couple things going for them in that the schedule has been has been weak as hell. Um, I mean, they've gotten to take on some real bum quarterbacks, some, some teams that are really down on their luck. I think the thing that really made a statement to a lot of people, you know, before the Ravens kind of hit a bit of a skip, they were the ones that kind of caused that. I mean, Lamar Jackson was going to come down here 
it was going to be he was the homecoming king like it was going to be a coronation almost he was he was coming home he was you know riding maybe another mvp campaign and they they shut him down and then not only that but you had tua who i mean has had to deal with so much weirdness this year with the trade rumors and then the finger injury where they're keeping him out but you know he's kind of saying that he's fine he comes off the bench and gets the win and it's kind of like after all of that you know, subsided after that win. All the nonsense went away. They kind of just got back to being themselves, especially on the defensive side. Like, they were such an aggressive defense that turned the football over last year. That identity was lost, man. Like, against Jacksonville, who, I mean, you know, is coughing up the football left and right. They're, you know, they're kind of just letting them do what they want to do in London. You're like, well, who is this team? Like, where's the identity of this team? So, yeah, I think the defense is very real because they are pressuring everybody. Even if they have gotten a bad batch of some teams to take on, I don't think that they're really going to have a huge formidable challenge up until that last matchup against New England, which is uh, is going to be fun. And it is down here, which I think is going to help because it's going it, you know they don't have to go to Foxborough in December, which you know could, which usually speaks for disaster for the Dolphins. But if it's down here, um, you know sometimes the Patriots have trouble down here for sure. Brendan, our Twitch audience is super excited for your show. They're all over it in our tw- in our Twitch chat. Um, I want to ask you about the GOAT, Nunez. She's back at it, taking on Pena. Um, how does Pena beat the GOAT? Does she have a chance? I don't think so. I, I, I really don't. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, 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 I love Juliana. I love her her. her her way of the, she carries herself, but sometimes it's like it's almost less best to let sleeping dogs lie. Like Amanda's had a couple of I don't want to say lackluster, but like you know she's kind of just gone through the motions and gotten some wins. Uh, and she's talked a little bit about she wants some fresh contenders, she wants faces. So some could look at that as oh she's overlooking Pena, but now that Julia Pena has been kind of going at her, I feel like that's a bad way to go. The only thing that I would say is a concern for me with with Amanda is. She is going back down to 135. She hasn't been there in a couple of years. She did test positive for COVID. So that's something where, like, maybe I would just kind of keep an eye on the scales tomorrow, maybe see maybe Amanda has a really bad weight cut. And so maybe you're a little bit more intrigued. And maybe Julianne's going to take advantage of maybe not the best-looking Amanda news. So I would keep an eye on that, like, Friday morning, see maybe if Amanda's having a trouble weight cut. I don't think she will. She's always been a pro's pro. She is the greatest of all time. But that's something I would keep an eye on. But if I was – Juliana, I kind of would have just let sleeping dogs lie instead of, you know, poking the bear because, you know, Amanda's a buzzsaw. She, she, she just she beats the holy hell out of everybody. <laughs> Brennan, I want to I want to circle back to the Dolphins for a second. You mentioned the win streak. Is it real? Is it not? How about Tua and the way he's played? It's certainly been better of the last five, six weeks. Um, ha, ha, we have about 30 seconds a minute here. Has it changed the future for Tua in Miami? Or do you still think when they offseason opens, uh, those rumors for Deshaun Watson are going to go back up again? I think he certainly helped this case for sure um, because he's getting better. You definitely see improvements, and the connection he has with Jalen Waddle is very, very real. Those guys have great chemistry, you know. But if they if they end up you know coming up short and they're kicking themselves, and and the owner wants to make that splash, I I wouldn't rule out anything. Like this this owner's a bit of a wild card. He wants to win. He's getting old. So if Tua goes and finishes the streak. I would say maybe that seals his fate uh, as coming back next year. But, it, you know, if they end up disappointed, yeah, I, I'd say that they would probably look back into it. But he's, he's definitely improved. You've definitely seen growth from him. 
Great stuff, Brennan. Good luck with the show Saturday. We'll be listening tapped out 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern time Saturday right here on the BetQL Network. And that was Brennan, Brennan Tobin on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. we got a big 11 a.m. Eastern time hour coming up. Lightning bets about an hour from now. Paul charts you next. We're going to have some nickel or dime. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. It is BetQL Daily presented, as always, by Fan Duel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.